Now we're doing 110, this certainly was a race For Rambler to pass a caddy would be a big disgrace The guy must have wanted to pass me out and kept on tooting his horn I'll show him that a Cadillac is not a car to scorn Beep, 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 his arm went beep, beep, beep Now we're doing 120 as fast as I could go The Rambler pulled alongside of me as if we're going slow The fella rolled down his window and yelled for me to hear Hey buddy, how can I get this car out of Christian Carguy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Bible, Bible, Bible. Negotiations Bible style. We parked in a Ricky old garage is a brand new shiny red superstar. I couldn't cut in before they said, go granny, go granny, go granny. And, you know, that's, that's just. <laughs> but simply put, simply put, overcomers overcame something. Yes, that's what makes the Beep Beep song so great. No one expects the Rambler to beat the Cadillac, especially not in second gear. Overcomers overcame something. The little old lady who overcame the normal fears of old age and drives the super stock Dodge, which happens to be red, I would point out. <laughs> it's legendary. It's legendary. So what are you What are you overcoming this Christmas? What is your car maybe overcoming? We would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. Yes, you're listening to Christian Car Guys Show. We've got... Jerry Mathis, our Christian car guy, body shop guy with us today. But we need to have you. We want to hear your, your overcoming story. What are you overcoming this Christmas? 866-348-7884. We know Jesus is in there helping you, and we would love to know what it is. In, in my case, I lost my mother this year. Uh, and it's a different kind of Christmas. And how's Jesus helping me through that? Well, I'm going to share that coming up and. What I'm really interested in is I know that realistically speaking, you know, all jokes aside, there's stuff that you're going through. And so what are you overcoming? 866-348-7884. And Jerry knows there's this movie called The Butterfly Circus. And I would guess that anyone listening right now that has ever seen the movie, and it's called The Butterfly Circus, is saying, oh, yeah, Robbie, that's one of the best movies. It's only 20 minutes of all time. Like I said, it's only 20 minutes. It's on YouTube. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com right now, it's, it's right there in today's post, Overcomers Overcame Something. That's the name of the post. And you can watch it there, and I promise you will never be the same if you watch that movie. You just won't be the same. Because the movie uses the main character who in real life has no arms and no legs. His name is Vic Vashikik or something. I, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, that's close. I like it. <laughs> It's V-U-J-I-C-I-C. Vigic is it. But anyway, 
So in a minute, I'm going to play a short audio bite from it, and let me set it up a bit. During the Depression, the Butterfly Circus is going around in the Dust Bowl hit areas, and they're giving hope to the hopeless. And the ringmaster finds Nick, the man with no arms and no legs, in a freak show where the barker is screaming out, see the man cursed by God. But the ringmaster brings Nick into his circus, but not as a freak. And I'm not going to spoil the movie and tell you how he did that. But in this particular scene, the ringmaster is showing him the other overcomers, the other performers that are in the circus and how, you know, the one used to be, and you'll hear him, you know, some sound because you can't see it in the, you can't see it in the audio, but this one man used to be an alcoholic brawler and now he's the strong man in the, in the, in the circus. And the other lady that's on the trapeze, well, she used to be a prostitute. In fact, she was pregnant and kicked out of, you know, the home there. And so listen to these amazing words that this circus, you know, ringmaster shares with Nick. And I'm pretty sure they were inspired by 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Power is made perfect in weakness. Ladies and gentlemen. Girls and boys, what this world needs is a little wonder. Splendid, isn't it? The way they move, full of strength, color, and grace. They're astounding. But you? Curse from birth. A man. If you can call him that, will God himself turn his back upon Stop it! Why would you say that? Because you believe it. But if you could only see the beauty that can come from ashes. <laughs> but they're different from me. Yes, you do have an advantage. The greater the struggle, the more glorious the triumph. The greater the struggle, the more glorious the triumph. Overcomers overcame something. And whatever it is that you're facing is kind of like he says you have an advantage. <laughs> kind of like James saying, consider it pure joy, Nick, that you don't have any arms and legs because, you know, the glory of it is going to be unbelievable. And again, watch the movie to see where that's going. But I wonder what you're overcoming this Christmas or what you've overcome or what you've seen God help you overcome. And we would love to hear that story. 866-348-7884. We have lines open. We would love to hear Something that you might have, but Jerry, you've got a story like that that lives right above the shop there. Yeah, there's a, <clears throat> right above, excuse me, right above the body shop, there's a gentleman that lives a couple houses above us that, as a teenager, young man, was trying to crank up a vehicle and pouring gas in the carburetor. Well, those who, back in the carburetor days, will know that when that vehicle backfires, it shoots flame out of the fire out of the carburetor where he was holding the gas can and lean back and 
spilled the gas on himself, and he burned his body from, I mean, about 100% of his body, lost fingers, lost an eye, and just, you know, scarred terribly. But also, this is the same man that put a roof on my house, and when we did some rebuilding at our body shop, did a lot of the carpentry work, I mean, he's, I mean, Keith is just, I mean, always been an inspiration to me because of when I have a bad day or thinking, you know, something isn't going well, I can see Keith, he'll stop by the shop or, or just, just swing by and toot the horn, gets out and drives. He has a motorcycle, rides a motorcycle, a three-wheeler, which is just amazing to me, but never, ever have I heard him complain. And we'd go to the to the lumber yard to get lumber and stuff, and, you know, and just automatically, you know, young kids will sort of shy away, and even adults will because of the, the physical appearance of them. And we'll be picking out lumber, and, and people are always saying, well, I'll get that for you and keep it. You know, I, I got this. What, what are you talking about? I got this. Because he never wants anybody to ever feel sorry for him. And it's certainly an overcomer and, to me, an inspiration. And I know for others who, who get to know him is, you know what? This world, we're dished out a lot of stuff that we don't expect and, and don't see how we can overcome it. But if you look around, you can see how people overcome it. And that should be an inspiration to each and every one of us. And as you said... I know everybody listening this morning has those stories. If, if they don't, they need to open up their eyes and look around because they're there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we'd love to be encouraged. You know, that Second Corinthians passage and the, and the James passage, you know, it's all part of our story. And it's part of how we light the path for others is by overcoming. What does that look like in your life? 866-348-7884. And speaking of overcoming, Allie has been kidnapped in the last episode. <laughs> we saw Christian Carguy Theater. Well, today the exciting conclusion is going to happen. She was kidnapped on Pride Takes a Ride, and it's Allie's rescue today. And you're going to be excited to see how that all happens. It's coming up in the last segment um, of the Christian well, Robbie, Carguy Robbie, I'm just going to take a moment because I know before we go into the first break, and I don't ever, and I have never really said this, especially on the air and everything, but as I'm sitting here this morning and we're talking about overcoming, and I, I, I'm going to, I know Robbie's going to say, why'd you do that? <laughs> but Robbie, well, I'm going well, to take a moment when we come back. Okay. <laughs> when we come back, we'll hear what Jerry was going to say about that. Yeah. I would love to hear your overcomer story. Overcomers overcame something. And we would love to hear how God brought you through that. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, ChristianCarGuy.com. we got so much more coming up. What are you overcoming this Christmas? We would love to hear from you. What's your car overcoming? Old Red had to overcome a little overheating problem the other day. 866-348-7884-866-34 Truth. Jerry, I think that Old Red is just as it gets older up, it's 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 398 600 and something. And and I, I think you about got it broke in now, right? It really is bringing me close to Jesus because I don't, I can't get in it that I I don't say, Lord, you got to get me to the next place. <laughs> Between the lights start to flicker one night and the headlight switch went out, and oh, it's just been one thing after the other. But hey, 
you know, like I say, it, it brings me right there. Or Lord, you're going to have to you have to bring me through here. We have got to overcome. We got Victoria. We we ask that you would call in at eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four and share how you know God has helped you overcome. We got Victoria in Kernersville, North Carolina. She's got a story for us. Victoria, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I'm so excited to hear your story. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to tell it. Um, my husband has been out of work since June on faith to go to graduate school. And um, the Lord has just been leading us in this direction for the last couple years, and he decided he was going to go into occupational therapy. And the first big miracle this time last year was him getting into the program at Winston-Salem State University, and there were 28 spots and over 800 applicants, and the Lord hooked him up, and he got in. Wow. And then um, he asked, you know, can I, we have a family of five, we have three kids, and so um, he, he asked, you know, can I work while I go through this program? And um, they basically said no, like, it's really rigorous. And so we were like, you know what, we're just going to do it on faith, we'll see how the Lord hooks us up, and He has since June. Every bill, every time we've needed to go food shopping, um, I've done some kid watching on the side, and He's done some stuff on the side here and there, but it's been nowhere near enough to meet our needs. Um, instead, people from our church, I can't tell you how many Sundays somebody's come up and put money in my husband's hand um, or my hand and said, you know, you can do it, and um, just just yesterday, um, or the day before, my husband found out that he got a scholarship he had applied for that at least next semester, it's totally paid for, plus books and everything. And so it's just, um, the Lord's really hooking us up, and we are totally taken care of for Christmas. And the and numbers Victoria, don't you, add yeah, up, but yeah, it's the, awesome. The, the point that you make, which is just absolutely wonderful, and I hope people catch it. Paul in, in 2 Corinthians 12 said that I will boast in my weakness because th yeah. through that, through my weakness, then Christ can come dwell in me. And that's, that's the end of where he's going with that. Yeah, for if, sure. If you did not share with your congregation your need, there's no way that they could have come and met it. And so, so many yeah. times we're sitting there in need and we're, we're afraid to boast in our weakness so that the power of yeah. Christ can rest in us because how can it and do that if hard. we don't? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's it. hard definitely <laughs> for my husband who has a wife and three kids and he's felt really, you know, sensitive about that. Like I'm supposed to be providing for my family. And every time he thought that the Lord has just, Right. done something to show us, hey, you're providing by going to school on faith and working hard at it. But it, it, well. it remi Yeah, it reminds me yeah. of when I was in the wheelchair myself, mm -hmm. um, my Sunday school came and built a wheelchair ramp on, on the side of my house and totally embarrassed me. And I was yeah. like, you know, wow, really? You know, you've got to come out and... And I, and I told my Sunday school teacher, I said, this is unbelievable. I just can't believe you guys are doing this for me. And he said, Robbie, you wouldn't believe how many people will not tell us the need. And when they don't, yeah. they rob us. They rob us of the blessing of helping. And yeah. so, you know, when we don't share, we don't boast in our weakness that we're struggling. 
you know, then yeah. we, it's it's pretty hard for God to come in and, and even on a personal level. But that's that's a great story, Gloria. I mean, Victoria, yeah. thank you for sharing. God no, bless you. Thanks. Thanks for letting me share. Awesome show. And I listen most Saturday mornings while I clean my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Victoria. That's awesome. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, we would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Jerry was wanting to say something. I'm going to let him. I'm going <laughs> to let everything. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Are you going to boast in my weaknesses? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that there's this there's this man who really has impacted me as far as just seeing somebody overcome. And I'll give a little history. I mean, they, they grew up in the car industry. I mean, their, their, their father was in the car industry, had dealerships. Um, then through the course of time, they, they got in as a salesman and, and, and then as a sales manager and later owning a dealership. Well, during the course of that time, I know that they went through cancer. I know they've, were hit by a jeep and in a wheelchair i knew they fell out of a tree and just i mean i even remember a few years ago cutting a piece of a finger off uh oh, shooting I shot a bow off. <laughs> uh, well now we now we let it out of the bag i know who that person is but also during that course of time lost a dealership and and at that point is when i really became friends and considered robbie a friend of mine and and I know as, as owning a business, what that had to do to, to him and what a struggle that had to be. All of the other stuff also is just, just building character and building a relationship with Jesus Christ. And sometimes we don't see it. But to be able to do that and come out of that and overcoming that, any one of those things, I know of many of men and families and women that that is broken. I mean, we could probably just just name them where where without faith and without knowing that Jesus Christ had a plan would have just just fallen apart, would have been living in hopelessness. Oh, and I got to tell you, Jerry, uh, during that time in 2007, when a lot of people were losing dealerships, I had a lot of friends that were dealers, too. And unfortunately, most of them lost their families. Would they lost their wife and with their wife, their kid, you know. Their, their whole family came apart but so my wife my family believe me <laughs> did not do this on my own you know it's pretty amazing well we would love to hear your overcoming story we'd love to hear how the lord came through and in for closing you. before we go to the break god prepared you for what you're doing now and to be able to touch lives of many many people and oh, thank you Overcomers overcame something. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of how it goes. It's part of your story, and God uh, allows these things, and we would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH is the number to call in and share. we got plenty of lines open. We would love to hear from you. I Due to the fact that we've got our last episode of Christian Car Guy Theater coming up in the last segment, I'm going to move into our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible 
for these things. And I spent a lot of time this week <laughs> on that verse, as you might have guessed. My grace is sufficient. It's 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 Second Corinthians twelve nine. My grace is sufficient for you. Power is perfected in weakness. More gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so the power of Christ may dwell in me. And when you get inside those words in the Greek, it's really fun for me to study those kind of things. That word sufficient there is almost like a word picture of walls that go up or, or you know, you've heard of a hedge. <laughs> his grace, in other the words, the fact that you are his favorite, and he would hold your head in his hands and go, man, I love you, and this is going to be enough. And when you take Nick and, and think of him without any arms and legs, you don't understand. Just like you are, I love you. You are absolutely amazing to me. His grace is what allowed Nick to be able to carry on in the movie Butterfly Circus, what we're talking about. So his grace was sufficient, but then there's a principle. And when you look in the Greek, it doesn't say my power is made perfect in weakness. Actually, the my isn't in there. It just says power is perfected in weakness. And so it's almost like this is a principle he's giving us, that Jesus is giving Paul, that there's really not much need for power if there's no weakness. <laughs> and that word perfected is the same exact word that Jesus said when it was finished. So it's the last step in perfection. There's just something that has to happen in order to perfect power, and that is your weakness. And so when Paul, I mean, when um, James said, you know, consider it pure joy that you have all these trials. Well, honestly, this Christmas I have a trial. My mother's gone. And, <laughs> you know, those who listen to this show for years know that she called in all those times and know the relationship I had with my mother and how close that was. And it's it's been an interesting time because I, I honestly have spent a lot of my quiet time this December just asking Jesus to come into that for me and saying, here, I, I know that I'm really struggling here and I've got to boast in this weakness, Lord. You got you see what's going on here. You know, walk me through some things. And um, what I saw, <laughs> honestly, in one case, you know, he took me back to a way I treated my sister, my oldest sister, who I thought was pretty much a bully but the truth is I'd made an agreement that I hated her years ago. Now this is as a child, but I'd never really dealt with that. And I, you know, my relationship with my mother was changed as a result of it. And my, my situation with my sister, it came from a fight that happened because I wouldn't get out of the car and go get gas for the gas can. What Lynn, what Cindy didn't know, my oldest sister at the time was that I was terrified. I was a very timid child and I didn't want to go up to anybody that I didn't know and ask them for anything better yet give them money so that they would take gas. It was scared me to death. And she really got upset because I wouldn't go in and do that. And it led to a horrible fight. And interestingly, if you knew the story of my life and Jesus walked me through this as we were spending time in my quiet time, that my first marriage ended on a very similar fight. I wouldn't go in the store to go buy dog food. I know this sounds crazy, but I was too timid to do that. I wanted my wife to do it. We got in this huge fight. She gets out of the car. She walks all the way from Wilmington Island into Savannah, Georgia on the side of the road with me coming alongside, get in the car, get in the car. No, no, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. And she was done with me. And Jesus took me back, says, do you see what happened here? See the connection? You wouldn't get out of the car to go get the gas with your sister and you wouldn't go out to get, you know, 
and 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 he'd walked me through my weakness and realize where he's brought me to today i can get on the radio and people say what <laughs> i say what how, how did this happen you can't see anything but jesus in that can you jerry I mean, how could this guy who was afraid to literally, I mean afraid to go into a grocery store to buy dog food, get on the radio and talk in front of people? It's unbelievable. God does. Nothing's impossible with God. I mean, wow. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> Let's see, I had a new story I hadn't even heard, man. That's, but his power was perfected. You see, God is the hero of that story. You know, and he's the hero of your story, too. But... You know, in the things that that we take to him this Christmas, I wouldn't have understood some things had I not felt the weakness of struggling with my mother's death and Jesus taking me back into that and allowing me to forgive my sister, forgive myself. And I needed Jesus's blood literally over me to see my weakness that this is what I needed help with. Yeah. We try to do things. That, that the big thing that I think for me, and I think I probably speak for others, when I try to do it without God, when I think I can, I can figure it out on my own. But yeah, you're right. It has to be God's grace, God's blood, to get us through that, and also to look back and see how, where we were wrong, where, and God grows us from that. And I think that's that that, you know what, that may be the biggest gift if you don't already have that. The gift of understanding God's grace and God's desire for us. If you get that during Christmas season, <laughs> yeah. you got the greatest gift of all. And we think about what God can do. I mean, you think about, okay, we're going to be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. The same child that we're celebrating is also the same child that grew up as a man that, that, that this world hung on a cross. Oh, and, and my, my boss and, and your friend Stu Epperson wrote this book, The First Words of Jesus. And this week, as I was meditating on that, I created a picture. It's on my Twitter feed. I said, the original Christmas present was wrapped. And there was a picture because they wrapped Jesus in the swaddling clothes, which came out of that book. But they also wrapped him after he took on my sin. And, and, and as Stu points out, he was laid in a manger, which was you know, sort of a dirty, rotten place. Well, my heart kind of was too <laughs> when he first came. And, and he's, he's been cleaning it up ever since through the fact that he was wrapped and laid in swaddling clothes, but later he was wrapped in aloes and myrrh um, in those burial clothes. So if, so if God can take what happened on Calvary, the death and persecution of our Lord and Savior, one of the darkest moments in the history of the world, to be the moment of hope for those that believe in Jesus Christ, man, imagine what he can do in our lives. And he even used that same word. It is finished. You see, it was the power of God to overcome evil. It was the power of God to make a way for all of us. I mean, it's an unbelievable amount of power to, you know, something that's beyond even wildest imagination, the amount of power that was perfected through the weakness of, of mankind that Jesus would even need to do that. Yeah, there's so many things in our lives that we just don't, without the hope of God, I don't know how we overcome them. I don't know how Robbie went from the things the struggles in his life to where he is now without that i don't know how i would be able to do that and there's i don't know how many listeners out there now who got up this morning and went out of their car and there was some kind of issue with it where where am i gonna have the money to repair this or or was it an accident how am i gonna 
do this. And it, it or just went speaks to the to doctor the, yesterday yeah. and found out a bad report. There he is. And that, that, that brings us to the Jesus labor love, which we wanted to bring up again. That's car repair for single moms, widows, families in crisis. They're through christiancarguy.com at our website. And like every year this time, there's a lot of single moms and widows who are boasting about their weaknesses. They're calling in and they're telling us, look, I need a transmission. I got another lady who has a special needs son that her brakes are literally locked up in the back and her wheel bearings are broken. You know, these are definite needs and they're, and they're, and they're sharing with us. And we do have some of the labor paid for, but we still have to buy the parts. You know, so we need you to go to the website and donate if the Lord puts it on your heart because these people are sharing these. Yeah, the, yesterday morning on uh, at some point on TV, I saw an ad ran by uh, organization that's doing donate a car and to give it to somebody who needs one. You know, we're sort of Christian. Uh, Jesus labor love is sort of like the, the little fish in the pool for that because there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of opportunity to do that. But I can say one thing. Every penny that comes into Jesus' labor of love goes for that purpose. There's no money spent anywhere else. And also the fact that the background of getting the background of these people and these women and these families that are in need to know that they're they're leaning on Jesus Christ, that Lord, and the church body. And they know it was his strength right. that's, that's bringing them that's out the of it. That's the most important thing. And there's so many. So if you... End of the year, don't never not give to your church or another organization that, that depends upon you. But I'm going to tell you what, it's a perfect time to be able to open up open up your heart and see what God can allow you to give in the Jesus labor love. And as you mentioned, go to the website. Now time for Christian Car Guy Theater with today's episode, Pride Takes a Ride, Part 7. Previously on Pride Takes a Ride, a stranger had come to town, a photographer named Brad who worked for Fair Vanity Magazine. He'd been leading on Jimmy's girlfriend, Allie, that he wanted to take some pictures for his magazine. Jimmy and his girlfriend, Allie, had broken up after they had had an argument about prayer. And this was before the spring parade where Allie was to be queen. Allie had been struggling with her hasty decision to break up with Jimmy when Miss Annie, that's Pastor Jack's secretary, shared some wisdom on the subject of grace. And Allie and her guardian grandparents also had a really deep discussion along those lines. And that led to a phone call from Allie to Jimmy asking him if he could meet at Pop's malt shop, perhaps to discuss the most important decision of Allie's life. Brad, the photographer, then kidnapped Allie using Jimmy's Jeep, which didn't work out so good for him. After all, <laughs> Mosey Motor Oil and Guido Gasket and the whole Under the Hood company got a hold of him. All right, team, hey, team, hey, all right, I'm stopping the oil now. Uh, go for it, Kramer Craig Shaft. Go for it. Freezing the engine now. The Jeep skids off the road and into the woods, coming to rest down in the ditch. Now what? Listen, sweetie, I'm going to have to go take a look under the hood of this jalopy. Don't even think about running. Have you ever seen what a 9mm slug does? That's what this is for. 
now, Guido Gasket, now, now! You got this steam, punk. Oh, what? Squirt, first work. I know a pain when I see one. <laughs> I can't see! I can't see! I say, you're just about hosed, young fella. Your turn, Tan Attentioner. Bring in the tension, Sally Serpentine. Let him have it. No! Say, young man, you need a light? <laughs> Suck it to him, spawning spot plug. Looks like you got your wires crossed, Bozo. You just don't seem well grounded. Now let me illuminate the problem for you. Get it off! Get it off! We gotta run for it, Allie! Uh, Allie! Go. Run! Don't get away! Sit, get away! Go, go, go! Get, get away, Allie! Get, get it, Allie! Run, Allie! Run, Allie! Get away now! Speedy split, Allie! And now, Pride takes a ride, part seven. Allie, having seen Brad on fire, takes the car part's advice and takes off running. Brad stops, drops, and rolls in the ditch, where fortunately for him, it has enough water to get him submerged and stop the fire from consuming him. Allie, talking to herself. I remember this spot. Jimmy took me on this sheep trail and we hiked over to the old mine where he and Nahum saved the hikers. I know where I'll hide. I don't know what's possessing this jeep, but maybe a couple of slugs will put your lights out. Ollie, Ollie, I can free. You don't really think you can hide from me. <laughs> Meanwhile, the sheriff and Deputy Eustace aren't far behind. Eustace, keep your eyes peeled for anything. Anything. I don't care what. This may look like a dark stretch here, but my gut tells me something is here. Let me slow down a bit and let's look through the woods with a searchlight. See anything, Eustace? Well, that, that, that is weird, Sheriff. I could have sworn I, I just saw a rainbow. Shine the light right back over there. What the? Who's got the spotlight? Oh, the cops. Well, I have a slug for them as well. That's a rainbow, all right, Eustace. There is something over there. Looks like a vehicle crashed through the woods right over there. Let's go have a look. Now, Eustace... This is a dangerous situation. The suspect is liable to be armed and is probably holding Ali as a hostage. So don't go running toward that vehicle. Slow and easy. Follow my lead and don't use any light. Back in town, Pastor Jack, Jimmy, Jimmy's parents and grandma, and Ali's grandparents along with Miss Annie are all on the altar praying. Folks, I don't know what it is, but I think the spirit is leading us to pray for the sheriff and Eustace right now. I'm sensing horrible danger. Oh, Lord Jesus, please protect the sheriff and Eustace. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father, keep them from danger. Give them wisdom. Oh, Lord, help them. And please tell Eustace to keep his head down. Just then, Eustace steps out of the car. <laughs> this will be an easy shot. Ah! Oh, I'm hit! Sheriff! How bad is it, Eustace? Oh, I, that was a close one. He, he, I guess he just shot my hat off, Sheriff. I'm okay. A little shooken up. And that was a good hat, too. Eustace, can you crawl under the car back to my side? I'll, I'll call the state police for backup. Beaver County Sheriff calls. 
calling state police, requesting immediate backup. Shots fired. 1020 is Highway 11, about six miles south of town, up near the old mine. All right, Brad, or whatever your name is, two state police cars will be here momentarily. We are both armed, and with those four, it will be six against one. Send the girl out before someone gets hurt. She's run off, so I can't help you there. However, I'll trade you this gun for an ambulance ride. That jeep over there has killed me, and these burns are more than I can stand. All right, I'm going to shine this light on you. Get your hands up. Now face down on the ground. Keep your hands above your head. Eustace, cuff him. All right, Mr. Fancy Pants Photographer. You didn't really think you could put one over on us, did you? Allie? Allie, are you out there? It's safe now. This is the sheriff and Eustace. Can you see the lights? Come out, Allie. Oh, Sheriff Eustace, I'm so glad to see you. Thank God you're all right. Oh, it was so amazing. The Jeep just sort of exploded all over Brad. And and I was able to run, and I was so scared, and I just kept praying and running. But how did you find the car? It's so dark out. Crazy thing. There was a rainbow in the woods. We saw a rainbow. A rainbow? Really? I think I saw a crystal like my great-grandfather's hanging from Jimmy's mirror. You don't suppose... Right here, look. And it has the inscription on it, just like the ones my grandparents have. To love another person is to see the face of God. Whoa, there's more to this faith stuff than I had any idea. And now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy, it looks like all this pride backfired on a number of folks through all this. <laughs> yep, Danny. Most of all, it backfired on the evil one himself. Satan tried to use Allie's pride to separate her from Jimmy and God, and in the end, she's closer than ever to both. <laughs> really, all of Beaver County can't help but see God's the hero of this story. Oh, and wait till word gets back to Eustace that Bonnie prayed for him to keep his head down. <laughs> Randy, that prayer seemed like a long shot at the time. Now it'll be a great report, right, Randy? <laughs> a great report is right, Daddy. Uh, what Satan meant for evil, God used for good. Amen. <laughs> oh, and we'll have to, well, we'll have to buy Eustace a new hat. <laughs> Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. Thank you for listening to today's Christian Car Guy show and Christian Car Guy Theater. For more information on Christian Car Guy Theater, to see who plays each role and to find out a little bit about them, go to the cast and crew page at christiancarguy.com. Or feel free to download Pride Takes a Ride 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 or all the previous episodes of Christian Car Guy Theater. Again, we're honored that you would join us on today's show. Remember, slow down, Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Have a blessed week before Christmas.